It's come down to the moment we've all been waiting for. Confirmed. MJ, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, will meet with the only two candidates they're going to be choosing from at number two, Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. We dive in today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, that includes YouTube. That's Doug Branson. His Substack is everyhornetsboxscore.com. I'm Walker Mail. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. And don't forget that this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, I don't know if you've seen on YouTube. If you're watching there, you're seeing Doug shake his head. A little bit, little bit grumpy Doug today. Um, I'm upset. He doesn't have another announcement. We're going to get to most of his frustration in the second segment, but did you want to let the people know just a little appetizer as to why you might have a little frustration? Because I'm frustrated because we are on the verge of draft week, uh, an especially important draft week for the Charlotte Hornets. And I'm just, I've had it up to here with some of the nonsense around this pick. It started, I mean, it's, it started a while ago, but yesterday you got me, you got me in the wrong mood. You got me in the wrong frame of mind with this more phony Gavoni stuff. I asked you very nicely (laughs) not to present me with more phony Gavoni. And yet you went phony Gavoni anyway. And I, I was already running hot. And then yesterday the locked on NBA mock draft comes out and the commentary from that mock draft about our pick at number two, which you heralded, you you went on the front lines and said, "Yes, Charlotte's going to pick Scoot number two overall." You didn't you didn't trade the pick, even though I'm sure you had inquiries. You stuck to your guns. You said, "I'm oh, going yeah. to take Scoot," and then they lambasted you for it. And if you haven't listened to it, I, I encourage you to go listen to it. If you're a Scoot fan, <laughs> if you're a Brandon Miller fan, you should definitely listen to it because you'll get a lot of joy out of hearing everyone mock this pick. Um, it was absurd. I can't wait to talk about it because I'm running hot. Uh, I'm, I'm just done with all the rumors and innuendo. I'm ready for draft week. All right. So, yeah, don't get fired. Even if it is in the bullet points, Doug is going to get fired. I'm, I'm going to try my best. I am, to... I'm going to get fired. I, you know, it's just and it, and it should happen right before draft week. I just can't take it anymore. This is ridiculous. All right. Well, you might not be interested in Jonathan Gavoni, but I know you're interested in catching a big one with <laughs> Jake Fisher. <laughs> we got a big one. Hey, you know why, just real quick, why I like Jake Fisher and why I don't think Fisher is phony Fisher? Because Jake Fisher gets it. He went on your show on WFNZ and said, nobody knows anything about what Mm -hmm. these people are thinking and feeling in the front office or ownership. Nobody knows. So anyone that pretends to know is phony. And, And that's why Fisher doesn't pretend to know. Well, and, and Jake also, I told him this too. I was like, man, you're actually one of the one of the guys that gets a lot of the Hornet stuff right, or at least has the information on this Hornet stuff. And it was last year he really came onto the scene just firing from the hip, Hornets, little bites, bam, bam, bam. I got everything. So it's what made this bit come about. <laughs> it's just during the offseason. Which is the tackle box. Whew, all right. So he he did give us a big one here, uh, Doug. This is what he had to say. 
right before we hopped on air too on WFNZ. He said the Hornets are attempting to bring in both Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller back to Charlotte on Monday to visit with team owner Michael Jordan. League sources told Yahoo. He said all signs appear to indicate the Hornets are choosing between Henderson and the Alabama swingman, despite bringing in Amen and Asar Thompson last week. We all knew it was going to come down to this. Good on the Hornets for evaluating the Thompson twins, but it's going to be between Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. It's official. We it, It's official what we knew was going to happen this entire time. What do you make of the report that the Hornets are, in his words, attempting to bring in Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller into Charlotte for one last time with an owner with the final boss, stage 10? What do you think? Well, I think you and I knew it was always going to come down to Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. And I think part of me also knew it was always going to come down to a meeting with the GOAT, in the GOAT pen with Michael Jordan. He t- he tends to want to meet with these prospects. He met with uh, Malik Monk on the eve of making that decision as well uh, v- via Zoom or whatever. So uh, this this does happen with Michael Jordan. He is interested in it. I like the word attempting here. Uh, that's an interesting word. What if what if uh, the Hornets call up Scoot or Miller and they say, "Look, you know, we came in for your workout. We've done everything we can. We don't want to meet with Michael Jordan. That would be we don't, you know, because remember there was that report earlier that Scoot Henderson would be interested in coming to Charlotte, partly because there would maybe be a new ownership right. group. Like there, there's so there's something interesting there. Um, but I think when people read this and they go. Okay, Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, they're going to meet with Michael Jordan. Scoot Henderson feels like he has that Michael Jordan mentality of, I want to be the greatest. And maybe Brandon Miller does too, but we just don't hear it a lot. But with Scoot, he's very upfront about, like, I want to be the greatest. I got that dog in me. I want to lead a team uh, to to a championship. And uh, so I think people would read this and go, man, if Scoot gets in the room with Michael, they're just going to see eye to eye. They're going to know that, hey – uh, you're a goat. I want to be a goat. Draft me. I'll be a goat for you. <laughs> and I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I don't think you should think that that's a guarantee because I feel like part part of the struggle for Michael Jordan as a front office person or or an owner, and I think the struggle that a lot of people who were the greatest at something have is being able to recognize that in someone else and be able to uh, really, you know, be attached to that because we've seen like he really over the years has not drafted players in the Michael Jordan prototype necessarily. I wonder if Michael would listen to Scoot talk and he's going to be like, does Scoot think he's going to be better than me? <laughs> right. Brandon Miller's you never there. know. <laughs> Get out of here. There was some more in this report from Jake Fisher, by the way. So we talked about the ability that the Hornets could trade back, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. He says internal deliberations between Henderson and Miller, um, they're deep. He also talked about New Orleans, Toronto, and Houston being teams that are looking to move up the draft board. And we know the Pelicans are high on Scoot Henderson. Initially reported by Shams, Jake Fisher confirmed that in this report as well. Amidst all of the things they talked about with Scoot, Jake Fisher discussed the athletic ability, the explosiveness, all that. But the thing to note here is that Henderson measured just under six foot four in shoes during visits with Portland and wait, wait, Charlotte. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> six foot what? Four. Whoa. <laughs> four. Wait. 
Four. Let me, I'm checking my math here. Four is greater than two. It is. Six foot four. Six is foot than four. Two. Yeah, that's right. Six foot four. And Portland and Charlotte came up with both those measurements, by the way. In shoes. He was originally. Uh, well, last time I checked, two. by the way, this whole measuring guys not in shoes, this is ridiculous. Guys play mm-hmm. in tennis shoes, okay? We got to measure people in the thing that they're playing in. It's absurd. That's like right. these guys are wearing tennis shoes. They're not wearing like high heels. Like it's, I mean, you, tennis shoes are tennis shoes. So 6'2 is what he was reportedly listed at, even in shoes. Just wanted to make that clear. I guess the guy's only 19 years old. There could be some more growth there. I He had been, you, you don't want to list somebody shorter to hurt their draft stock. Being close to 6'4, I mean, Doug, I actually think that matters, man. I, of, of course, people might roll their eyes, but if we're going to talk about one of the weaknesses of Scoot, being his height alongside the shooting, which is not good right now, and he's taller than originally listed, then that matters, and it matters quite a bit. So instead of having... Six seven six two in your backcourt potentially. It's six seven six four, and at that size, as far as the amount, the weight, the physicality, the strength that Scoot has already, I think that matters quite a bit. And who knows just how much stock the Hornets or Portland will put into that? I mean, really, it's the Hornets because Portland will probably choose them three. Well, and I think it goes to something that that Scoot seems to be answering a lot of questions that people had about him in the pre-draft process. It seems like he's going into these workouts. He's impressing teams. And I have to believe that he's impressing them with his shooting. We've seen some video where the, you know, with, with these one-on-one workouts where the form looks great and the form looks great in game too. Like when you look at the ignite tape, you know, maybe the, the results aren't all the way there, what you would want them to be, but the form still looks really good and he can shoot it off the dribble. He can shoot it off the catch and, you know, I think and he's, you know, he's releasing more video with Steph Curry. It's so calculated. It's so beautiful. Just give me all the scoot working out in the gym with Steph Curry video, because that's what you want to see. You want to see, hey, this guy is working with the greatest person at the thing that he is yeah. perceived to be the weakest at. And now he's answering questions about his height. And, you know, I would say those are two big questions. And then, like, finishing at the rim maybe is the other big question. Defensive. For Brandon? Yeah, for, for Brandon it is. Well, I think for Scoot, too. I think there are some questions about his mm-hmm. his ability to, like, there's no question, like, he can dunk in the open floor. I think the big question of Scoot is, like, do, does he have sort of the, the ability to take some contact, you know, fit, finish tough shots at the rim, you know, make sure those layups go in. I think that's a question for Scoot, too. Did he answer that in workouts? You know, I think that's, that's a question as well. But he's answering some of the questions, whereas I think at this point, Brandon Miller, most of the questions there are, can he put weight on? Can he get stronger? And, and I don't know how you, you can't really answer that except to say, yeah, yeah, I can. I can do that. Well, and, and the Hornets might decide that him having mono – is enough of a reason as to why he wasn't as well conditioned, which was a report coming out of these workouts. And and I hate that because I don't want Brayden Miller to be suffering from mono and have that hurt his draft stock. I really don't want that to happen. And the last thing I'll say, sorry, Doug, I'm going to bring something up from Jonathan Gavoni on the Zach Lowe podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just got to bring it out. It's it's unbelievable. But, But, but you might be a little more welcoming to this because when Gavoni joined Zach Lowe yesterday or two days ago, He talked about the workouts and he said that Brandon Miller was fine, that it wasn't a terrible workout. That's actually his words, by the way. It wasn't a terrible workout for Brandon Miller, but clearly Scoot Henderson had the better of the two. 
And so what I thought going into this entire process, I thought the Thompson twins agent, he was going to be working, selling that their workout with Charlotte was phenomenal. I thought we'd hear the same thing for Scoot, and we did. And I thought we'd hear the same thing for Brandon Miller, and we didn't. We didn't hear anything about the Thompson twins and how good it went. We did hear a lot about Scoot, and with Brandon Miller, now we know, or at least the only thing that we do know from any report, is that Scoot's was clearly the better of the two between Brandon and what Scoot did. And now Gavoni, who has had Brandon Miller mocked, even still at number two to Charlotte, even he is saying, yeah, there is not a big gap. It could go either way. Scoot's absolutely in play because of what happened this past week. So I am surprised that we didn't have glowing reviews of all these workouts and Scoot had the only glowing review. Yeah, I don't know. And, and now and now we have a meeting. Now we have MJ's version of The Apprentice yeah. where he gets them both in the office and mm-hmm. the bright lights shine. And I think that meeting's got to be more important for Brandon Miller at this point because he has the sort of yeah. off-the-court questions um, to answer that that Scoot really, really doesn't. And so, yeah, I mean, I still think even though there's this report of a meeting with Michael Jordan, I think the decision is still going to come down to Mitch Kupchak and the, the team that he has there, the war room that he builds in Brooklyn. And this isn't decided. I think that's what you should take away from all of this is that it hasn't been decided this entire time, even mm-hmm. though you see mock draft after mock draft pointing at Brandon Miller. And even if those shift all of a sudden to scoot, I would just buckle in, brace yourself, set your notifications to on for the June 22nd uh, live show that we're going to do here on YouTube because it's going to get wild. Nothing is decided. Speaking of getting wild, coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. I'm going to get fired. (laughs) Wild or fired? That's a great segment. We're going to find out what happens to Doug coming up next. But now before I tell you about Bird Dogs, this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. They make you look good. They stretch khaki shorts, and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look with Bird Dogs pants that you wear. Bird Dogs shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton because Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing a cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement at all. Uh, at all. You can show yourself wearing Bird Dogs on um, the golf course. You can really go out to any kind of occasion. They're so versatile. They're excellent shorts for any occasion whatsoever. So grab a pair today, and all you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash lockdown nba and plus when you go to birddogs.com slash lockdown nba you get a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash lockdown nba for a free yeti style tumbler you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you plenty more to come locked on hornets is locked on hornets walker sometimes you don't have to have the best package okay. sometimes you just have to have the only package. If you wait, or this is uh, if my dating life uh, taught me anything, sometimes you just have to wait around long enough until you're the only thing remaining. And then suddenly, you look pretty great in comparison. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Doug, before you get fired, I didn't want to ask you one other question because Sam Vecini. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Real- go ahead and ask it now. Ask it now. Yeah. I might not be yeah. here next week. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Sam Vecini, he did uh, release a mock draft, a part of The Athletic, and at just tremendous work. He released his 180-page evaluation of all of the top 75 prospects. It's so thorough. Couldn't get to 200? I mean, you're right it's, there, 180, you know, yeah. can't get to 200? Come on. Yeah, maybe 100 prospects, 200 pages next time. Gee, Sam, what are you doing? Um, it is so extensive. And he dropped an Intel, and he made sure to say Intel-based mock draft. And he had Scoot Henderson going number two overall. And a part of the evaluation, besides him discussing what he likes about Scoot, he also talked about the Charlotte Hornets during this process. And Dougie praised him quite a bit. He said, honestly, this has been a really professionally run process. They've gone through their due diligence. <laughs> what they've done is they've gone over to the Thompson Twins to make sure they haven't leaked a lot. They're undecided. And he really commended the way they've been going about this entire pre-draft process. Do you agree, and does that ease you going into draft night whatsoever? Well, you can't take that for granted with this franchise, that they run things in a professional way, that stuff doesn't leak. I mean, you know, whatever, however you feel about the Kenny Atkinson coaching debacle where we thought he was going to be the coach and he wasn't, some people blame the organization, some people blame Kenny Atkinson. But here's the thing. The process broke down somewhere, and most organizations – they don't have that process break down for whatever reason. So we can't take that for granted that these things always run smoothly with the Charlotte Hornets. They're not the Sacramento Kings of old. They're not the New York Knicks where it's all drama all the time. But at the same time, there are these moments that you go, what's really going on here? So you can't take that for granted. I agree. The process has been buttoned up. And I've said it may be a little too buttoned up. I think you can maybe unbutton the top button a little bit and show a little bit of chest hair to the fans. That's all I'm asking. Just a, not like the whole chest. I don't want to see. I don't want to see nipple. Just give me a little like. Just give me some chesties. That's all I want. Just mm, a just few a little, little chest hairs style. that I can get excited about. A draft workout. Just the very end of a draft workout. Just show me Scoop making two layups and then getting in front of the media and answering questions about why he's going to be the greatest point guard of all time. That's all I want. Okay, but it's been a little too buttoned up, but it has been professional. You haven't had any leaks. You haven't had any drama. You haven't had any stories of like what they asked Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. What? Like you haven't had any of that. So I agree. It's been it's been good. Okay. speaking of professional, (laughs) are you ready to be professional the rest of the way? Because we had the mock draft dropped from Locked On NBA. You can find it in our feeds, too, by the way, on YouTube. They released uh, one through five, I think six through 10. They did it in, in five pick increments where they released their entire mock draft. And so we were up pretty early. I was there telling you who we would pick at number two. And yeah, you guessed it. I went with Scoot Henderson. Now this was pre-recorded, and this dropped yesterday. So when you have a, an entire podcast network shindig, you got to make sure you're all organized. Everybody gets their videos in at a certain time. And so they decided to release it yesterday. And they weren't a fan of the pick. And by they, I mean Raphael Barlow of the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, but fine, like not not mean, just didn't agree with the but pick. But we knew what we knew where he stood. He he has come yeah. on, he was brave enough to come on this huh. show and tell us where he stood. And I think his evaluation of Miller and Scoot Henderson, their weaknesses, their strength, just like Vicini, who also came on this show and gave, and told you why he loves Scoot, but also told you why Miller would be a good pick. They, I think they have been fair in their evaluations. Oh, yeah. They're knowledgeable in their evaluations. Even like I'm okay with disagreeing 
with a decision to pick someone if you're knowledgeable. I, you know, that my my frustration is in the leaning on old narratives uh, that I think exist sometimes, not only in this mock draft, but other mock drafts, but coming on and saying like that fit is going to be an issue. I think if you really study the game of Scoot Henderson and you understand the game of LaMelo Ball, which is not a given, and it's fair, Charlotte has been irrelevant as, as a franchise, as an Eastern Conference contender for many years now. So even though LaMelo Ball is a, an exciting highlight player, uh, you know, and I'm talking about the national perspective because, you know, I think people who are locked in like we are to the Hornets, we understand the full slate of LaMelo Ball's game. But if you're somebody that just watches highlights, then you're not going to understand just what exactly LaMelo Ball brings and how that game would complement Scoot Henderson. But yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Just some of the comments. I mean, how do you, I'm just worried about you because see, like you had to go and make the pick. I have a baby, you know, so I was like, hey, huh. can you just take care of this for me? Appreciate it. Go for it. You know what to do. Scoot all the way. You can drive the scoot wagon today. And you go on there and listen, I'm just I'm just trying to protect you. I know that you you sometimes you, you're you're you get a little you get you know, you get a little offended sometimes when people attack you. OK, I know because I attack you all the time. Yeah, look, I'm just saying I'm trying to protect you. Walker. Sometimes you're a little weak and I'm just trying to protect you. You're wow. my you are my you're, the what? OK, what? Hold, no, hold on. <laughs> How, I'm just trying to help you. This this is this is like. <laughs> Your mom coming in a bully situation yeah. and making everything so much worse. You're my baby boy. So much worse. No, there was nothing that offended me whatsoever about this mock draft. Um, that was I didn't see you going that direction. That threw me for a loop. Now I'm now I want to fire you. I don't know why you would do that. So, I told you yes. I was going to get fired. I just didn't say by who. Um, I'm good because okay, good. It's one of those things where you feel really confident about what you've been saying the whole time because you've done enough of the research you've done enough of you know how to form your opinion and i didn't hear anything in the in the blowback that made me sway you know what that's a good point like even you know when you mentioned rafael barlow who thinks brandon miller should be the pick at number two for the charlotte hornets he continues to go to fit and his biggest reason that at least that i could tell from his analysis of my selection was how does Lamelo feel about relinquishing some of the lead ball handler opportunities and responsibility. Fair. It's a fair question. Okay. If LaMelo truly doesn't feel great about it. Is it a fair question? Because I I don't think that questions that are, (laughs) that are kind of unanswerable are fair. Like, I don't even know how you would answer that. I mean, I can tell you as someone that is answer it for the Hornets, right? Like it's, it's answerable for LaMelo. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's it is something that I think is answerable from LaMelo. I think it's fair, but to me it doesn't mean one you could still make the pick and also I guess you're right that we have no clue. If Mitch Kupchak and the Hornets know that LaMelo might feel a little frustrated by it, I, I'm not saying it should deter you from selecting Scoot, but what I am saying is I get it. You don't want anybody frustrated going into the regular season as much as possible, but yeah, I'm still selecting Scoot. I'm still doing it. LaMelo has been a consummate professional, a consummate teammate. He's been drama-free. He's uh, been frustrated by these injuries. Clifford gave us an inside look at LaMelo, the competitor at the end of this season, describing how much this guy wants to win. And I just can't see him 
at this point uh, when faced with the opportunity to play with someone, with someone, which Scoot mm-hmm. has been very on record saying, I want, you know, I love two guard lineups. I want to be a part of that. Right. And, you know, but playing with someone that has the potential to lift this team into playoff contention and possible championship contention, I just can't see him, you know, getting if if now I would say this if LaMelo was Anthony Edwards if that if he was that type of like ball dominant scorer then I would say man you know I I don't know but he's a playmaker he wants other people his greatness comes from also other people being great and so I just don't I just don't get that argument so sure I thought it was a fine enough question to ask how LaMelo feels about it it doesn't mean that it makes you have a decision one way or the other But then you can go ahead and go with some of your other frustrations based off the commentary on my selection. Well, I was, look, I was, I was just trying to protect you, Walker. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. I didn't know. I didn't know how you felt about it. This is the first time we're really talking about it on the show. I just wanted to make sure your, (laughs) your feelings were okay. I know you're you're sensitive and I just want to make sure you're protected. Why do you keep rolling away with this? Why do you keep doing that? (laughs) why now because this is i love you i love you and i just wanted to make sure are that you gonna you get fired or not crying like, in what's your, your bedroom problem? after they flame took a flamethrower to your pick what are you gonna do after 27 i don't even know who you picked 27 what are you gonna do after that i don't know are you gonna get to your thing <laughs> what are you gonna get to your mock draft thing what is the mock draft thing that's gonna get you fired what is it uh, what did saying that the mock draft was illegitimate, that it was a so, mocking draft. It wasn't a mock draft. It was a mocking draft. These are supposed to be our teammates here on locked on. And they're just, they're destroying you. They're taking a flamethrower to your reputation, to who you are as a person. I, I think you were personally attacked. And I, there were re- Jonathan Gavoni reported that you were in the fetal position after the mock draft came out. And look, I think he's phony Gavoni, but I buy that. And I just want to mm-hmm. protect you. I think it's unfair what they did to you. Okay, so if you want to get to the commentary of what happened on the mock drafts, this is not how I envisioned the segment going at all. This is not at all. But when you have Rafael Barlow saying that, I know Isaac Shade of the Locked On Tar Heels podcast, I guess he talked about defining who the outlet pass is going to go to. I, you know, I think that's pretty easily definable. One of the two, Scooter Lamello. And if either one of them gets the rebound because Lamello... And whoever is getting, if LaMelo gets the rebound because he averages like seven, six a game, then take it and Scoot can run alongside you and you can be great in transition. You know, when we went to the entire war room with all of the locked on host, David Locke asked if they can play together. Jake Madison said, you figure that out later. And then Alex Wolf said, who cares about having shooting in your backcourt or something to that extent, which I guess Alex doesn't watch a lot of LaMelo. Like, LaMelo legitimately is one of the better shooters in the NBA. He's not the best, but the guy is amazing. And that's why they complement each other so well, because he shoots over 41% on catch-and-shoot opportunities. We know what he can do just overall, shooting from three-point range. LaMelo is a good. Is, he's a great shooter. He really is. And pairing those guys together, that's why I feel totally fine. Like, I didn't hear anything in the analysis against my pick that made me question, hmm, maybe I did have this wrong, which is what we've been training for, Doug. We've been training this entire pre-draft process for this. We've done we've done what we think is the right research to figure out who the pick is going to be, and we both landed Scoot. 
I'm just glad you're okay. That's all. That's all I really care about. I'm glad you're okay. And you know, nobody wants nobody wants the Charlotte Hornets nationally. Nobody wants this team to succeed. So there, you know, if you hear something uh, saying Charlotte should do this, just take it with a grain of salt. Be skeptical. And uh, Walker, I'm glad you're okay. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of uh, who we want to be okay, let's go to the next segment. Coming up next, Locked On Hornets. <laughs> Good. Segment. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We hope Mark Williams is okay because he had surgery on his thumb. We'll dive a little bit deeper into his timeline and talk about some of the concerns going forward. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. And you forget, uh, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, but not just sporting events. You can also get deals on concerts, comedy, theater, and even more than that. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Just download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. One more segment to go locked on Hornets. All right, Doug, we did get some bad news here in the last couple of days. I'm fired. Uh, June- was that was that the bad? I saw you. I saw you type into the rundown. I, I was a little afraid that I was going to just say I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think you're fired at all. I, I think uh, I, I thought you were going to fire me. It seems oh, like you're upset. No. It seems, and I don't understand this. It seems like you're mm-hmm. upset with me because oh, I was again. going to bat for you. Uh, because it seemed like people were ripping you limb from limb and, and it was affecting you, or I just didn't know if it was affecting you. I just wanted to check on you. I appreciate that, Doug. I'm okay. <laughs> no, <right>. we could... <laughs> Thank you. Um, Doug has come in. He is the mom in the bullying situation, and he's made everything worse, and now I get picked on by much more bullies. But we can <laughs> go to Mark Williams, and Mark Williams did undergo surgery to repair a torn ligament in his right thumb. He is expected to make a full recovery, according to the team. Now, what's interesting is like he's expected to make a full recovery. You would hope you you hope that that sentence isn't done. Usually, when you read that, it's like full recovery by preseason, by the regular season. But it's just a full recovery. Which, yes, that's great. I, I would hope that he would fully recover from torn ligament surgery. Uh, the Hornets did not say when Williams would return to action, saying um, an update on his status will be provided as appropriate. Uh, We do know that he played 43 games. He also experienced a thumb injury last year, Doug. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I assume that this is the culmination of of that injury because when he came back, it wasn't as if he came back 100%. I mean, it was clear that he was uh, playing through it at the end. And so I don't know if this is a, a new thing. It doesn't, but it doesn't seem like that. I mean, I'm just going to assume that it's all connected. And it seems like he's going to miss summer league. And if that's the case, that's unfortunate because he's a young player. He can benefit. I think young players in their first couple of seasons, they benefit most from having these healthy summers. Clifford's talked about it in in uh, relation to James Booknight and and how his summer got derailed uh, last summer. And, and how that may have affected his performance at the beginning of that regular season. And so you hope that's not the case for Mark Williams because the Hornets seem to have finally found the one thing that they've needed as a franchise for a very long time, and that is a presence inside 
uh, both offensively, but especially defensively. And I have to imagine uh, that for a lot of stuff that makes Mark Williams great, you got to have that opposable thumb. And so hopefully he does make a full recovery and hopefully he gets some kind of offseason and he isn't playing catch up. But gosh, I mean, if you're a fan of the Hornets, this is just one more piece of injury news. And mm-hmm. I know people are distracted a lot by the draft. So they kind of let this one, I think, fly over the head a little bit. But this is just one more piece of injury news and in, in connected to a year uh, replete with them. Well, and, and one other thing, too, to note. If you didn't know, the Hornets fan shop was actually promoting an appearance for Mark Williams on June 14th. And so I believe if it wasn't the day that that news was revealed, it was the day before, and then they postponed it. And so on June 13th, the Hornets fan shop and the Hornets, they tweeted out, tomorrow's Mark Williams Hornets fan shop appearance has been postponed. We apologize for any inconvenience. Stay tuned for updates on a new date coming soon. And so... When you have the injury already pre-existing, you would think it's a culmination, but they had this appearance already scheduled. And then last minute, they decide to postpone it. It's just like you would with the news dropping the same day. Maybe this is recklessly speculating, but you would oh, think that is the I news. Has... The I think I can play the music. I think I have it. Yeah, here we go. All right. Yeah, if you have it, go ahead. Here, but this is experience speculation. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, you would think it's because of the injury that they postponed it. And if it is a culmination of things, you just would expect the Hornets not to put it in that situation in the first place. So maybe something newer did happen. I don't know. Those are my thoughts just falling onto the mic. Well, I like how I like how everyone's so on edge because we're right here on the precipice of, of a draft where trade rumors are flying that when that news came down, everybody was like, oh, God, what are we doing? Are we trading Mark Williams? What's happening? Uh, but it ends up probably being this this uh, surgery situation. But it could be one of two things. It could be, as you said, something new, or it could be a situation where they've been trying to rehab it back to health. It's a nagging sort of situation, and maybe you know he uh, maybe he either re-injured it or you know there was some situation where he was ramping up, doing some basketball activity, and all of a sudden it's like, dude, this is not this is not this doesn't feel right. This is not getting better. We've got to get a second or third or fourth opinion on this thing and, and move forward with another strategy. So, uh, yeah, until until we get some of these guys in front of microphones and, and ask about it, I mean, it's it's going to be a little bit of a mystery. Uh, but you just hope that he gets back to 100% because that is, you know, I know they signed Nick Richards, so they've got a, a little bit of depth there. I think people feel more comfortable about Nick Richards now after that last season. But Mark Williams, if they're going, going to have any playoffs or any playoff chances – uh, it's got to come with a, a healthy Mark Williams season. There's just no scenario unless they sign someone else. There's just yeah. no scenario where Mark Williams misses significant time next season and they make the playoffs. He matters a lot. So hopefully he can come back sooner <clears throat> rather than later. All right. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen today. Make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend. Draft week. We'll be with you uh, really every day. And then the live draft will be on Thursday. We're going to be starting around what, like seven? Is that seven, what you think? Yeah, coverage, okay. uh, ESPN's coverage starts today. We'll start at seven. We'll take you up through the uh, second pick. We'll, we'll talk all about it. It's going to be a great time. If, I, right. if I'm still employed. Oh, there's That's the right. email. I'm fired. Oh, well. <laughs> all right, just me, Monday. See you then.